matter is, this is this is the setting for the greatest story ever told. Okay. Faces empty blog. 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 by johnpiele.com. What the f*** you think is my opinion of it? I think it was f- Put that in. I don't... So the tribe drops its third straight on this trip, 6-1 to one to the ring. For the Indians, one run on, let's say, one hit. That's all we got. One goddamn hit. Don't worry, nobody's listening anyway talk about the past, talk about the history, I'm talking about what's great about this game of baseball. There's so much stuff that we talk about. I would say I would know, but I would say the reason why they want to pass is baseball going into the highest baseball sport that has gone into baseball, and from the baseball angle, I'm not going to speak of any other sport. Let me start by telling you this. I have never used steroids, period. Jerry, just remember it's not a lie if you believe it. Joe Carter with a three-run homer. The winners and still world champions, the Toronto Blue Jays. And this team sucks. Well, he is. is out. He's out. Yes, he is. is out. Look at, look at this. Brady is out. And uh, David Mack. I don't want to hear it all. You're about other sports. I'm in the baseball business. This can run cleaner than any baseball business ever put out in the hundred years of the present time. Sell the team. Oh, yeah. Welcome back. Passball Show on TR Radio Network. Ready for hour two of the radio program. If I could ever stop this damn friggin' thing, but whatever, man. Welcome back. Uh, definitely a lot of stuff going on. I want to thank Tito Landrum for having a couple minutes in the past hour. I'm going to start off by opening up the phone lines to pretty much anybody who wants to call in. Number 609-910-0687. We'll get your calls up in here. And uh, we still with Boy Beats Machine, man. We got the guys yeah. in here. Howdy. Christian's been dying to get back on the microphone, I've got to get man. back on the mic. He's just like, God, cl- clue me in, man. I want to be on. I want to be on the mic, man. I but, be yeah, show. anybody listening, you hear a little bit of foul language in this hour. I apologize. Personally, I'm not going to be throwing it out there. But, you know, if these guys want to, you know, cuss a little here and there, I don't have a problem with it because of uh, something else that they're missing out on today. Oh. And there was another part of the show that they wanted to be part of. And, unfortunately, it did work out today. But I'll let these guys kind of just get anything off their chest they have to if they want to get a little, you know, you know oh, up, up, up in here. And, uh, you know, I don't really mind that. But, once again, we're throwing a number out, 609-910-0687, Passball Show, MTR Radio Network. I'm going to jump right into this, man. The, you know, the other day – we find out that uh, Hall of Fame catcher Carlton Fisk gets uh, busted for DUI. Now, you know, you look at a, you know, a series of sports, whatever, it happens all the time. Anybody's saying whatever, who cares? Everybody gets DUIs nowadays. But the, really? the way it – Do they really say that? That's what they say. I mean, every, every year, you, every, every day you hear a different, uh, a, a different profile athlete or somebody that's known. Ends up getting a friggin' DUI. Did he drive his car into a foul pole? Well, actually, here's what I'm going to get into. Carlton Fisk ends up being arrested in a cornfield. <laughs> and what he field what of he, dreams, uh, baby. Uh, apparently, apparently he was he wasn't even driving anymore. I guess he drove his car into a cornfield, ends up stopping and passes out. Awesome. And and the cop the cop ends up coming. And, you know, they find him asleep in his car, with, with a with an empty bottle of vodka in his hand. Awesome. <laughs> Classic. Pure nothing like, nothing like an eighth of vodka on your on your lap while you're driving. Let me tell you. <laughs> Passed out in a cornfield, for that matter. Pass ball. 
Pass show? ball show? <laughs> hey. I pass my balls. So what did, what, what did he say? What did he say? What did he say? I don't know. I mean, if you look at it like that, but like, like haven't we all seen situations where uh, people have been bust, you know, ended up being busted for DUI and end up getting it to a different charge? Like, let's say the guy that's driving down the road crashes into a telephone pole, ends up getting out before the cops get there, goes to the bar, and then says, "Yeah, I was upset that I just crashed my car and I couldn't help. I started drinking." That person ends up getting their their charge reduced to like a reckless driving. They end up losing their license anyway, wow. but it's not a DUI. You just blew my mind with that. That's like what came first, the chicken or the cock? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the cock egg. The cock egg. Oh, thank you. But, like, in a situation like that, dude, your car stopped. You're in the middle of a cornfield. You could say, yeah, I just, I just decided, to, I decided to drive I'm my car depressed. here. And, uh, you know, I wanted to kind of get over life, which sucks right now. And I just started drinking. But I was never driving my car. So, that's what made me think of uh, the, the cornfield. Did you, did you see um, uh, Children uh, of the Corn? Stoned, uh, what is it called? That, what's that movie with um, Stone Cold Steve Austin? Dave Chappelle, and they're all like, they're all half baked. Yeah, half baked. And he's like, the guy calls him from prison, and they're like, How's prison? He's like, Did you ever run backwards through a cornfield? That's what it feels like. I was in the shower. Yeah, you could just say, Yeah, I just got done watching Half Baked. And I was trying to reenact that scene, and then I just drank a uh, eighth of vodka. That's yeah. right. Abba Zabba, you're my only friend. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But anyway, yeah, I just wanted to get some thoughts on that. I mean, ter- terrible job, obviously, but, you know, players are doing it all the time. Well, I don't know what he said. we got to find out what he said. Yeah, yeah we'll find that out in one second. We're going to take this caller in. Oh, yeah. Welcome to the Pass Ball Show. It's John Pielli. Who we got on the line? Hey John. hey John, how's it going? It's Joe. <laughs> Joe, thanks for calling into the show. <laughs> but actually, we're gonna ha- hang up on you. <laughs> oh wow, God. I can't believe that is unprecedented. <laughs> so we're gonna take this other phone call in. Oh Welcome to the Passball Show. Who we got on the line? Oh, you got Tony on the line. What's going hey, on? Hey, what's guys? going on, Tony? Thanks for calling into the show. You interrupted a far worse call than you'll ever be. So <laughs> sorry. it was probably the worst call in the history of freaking MTR radio. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I think it pissed John off. I'm sorry. <laughs> but but anyway, welcome aboard, Tony. What do you got? Not much, you know, talking about my. I heard you guys were talking about the Yankees. You know, giving them grief a little bit for you know not performing hard against Detroit. I mean, man, it, it happens. It happens. We're going to retool. We're going to come back even better next year. Yeah. That's how I feel about the Yankees right now. I'm just so down on A-Rod. Everybody's killing A-Rod so much, and Yankees gave up, and they're not the same. But I feel like I tell everybody it comes from the management up top. Now, listen, the, the management has to be held responsible, and I think this is going to get to a point where it's going to be on Brian Cashman to change this in any way that he does. Now, let, let's get into your opinion about A-Rod for a second. Where, where do you see A-Rod next year, beginning of the 2013 season? With the Yankees? Yeah, he'll be with the Yankees. The simple fact, the Yankees won't trade A-Rod because he'll go somewhere else and produce, and they still got to give him $100-plus million exactly. for any team to take him. No, I agree with you, man. That's and definitely I, true. I think the biggest issue with it is the fact that the Yankees don't want to pay him to be on somebody else's team. Now, they're, they're hitting a, what's going to be close to a hard baseball cap, something that you know nobody wants to admit, but it really is a salary cap. When yeah. you're held to 180 million dollars, or before their you know their legs are ripped off of them, so the, the bottom line is they got to keep under 189 million. They're not going to allocate any dollars towards a player that's playing for another team. No, so so it, it's either going to be one thing if they could find a team that's willing to take him, and not and not have to pay you know and and pay the contract. Yeah, you know, that's one thing. I think it's wishful thinking. I don't think it'll ever happen. But if it does, then that's the Yankees' number one out. The only other out is to play the guy at third base and hope for some reason that he, he can bounce back. He's going to, after all the criticism, think about, think, think about it like this. All the fans favorite A-Rod coming, coming into the MLB, Seattle, Texas, the Yankees, all the money he's getting. You don't think him being benched crushed his ego as a professional athlete? You know, what pro athlete doesn't want to be on this big stage performing for their team, especially if you live in the city of New York? With the one of the media capitals of the world, so his ego is probably crushed right now. But he still took time to throw some balls to the girls in the stands, and get some phone numbers like any any guy. Who what guy wouldn't do that? But his professional player ego is crushed right now. So he's going to take the time of the off season and train. Hopefully he'll stay away. He'll stay away from his cousin. 
and he'll get his body together. You know, he'll he'll do everything the right way. He'll come back next year and he'll perform at a at a I wouldn't say not at an all star level, but a full player of his skill set at his age. I'll be realistic. All right, now see. Tony, look at it this way: Do you think he should get in touch with his cousin? No, no. Do you think not, it's not, it, not, think it's best for the Yankees if he's out doing steroids and hitting fifty home runs? No, in in a, in a, in a, in a fantasy world, let's, I would say yeah. Go ahead, A Rod, <laughs> get with your cousin, do what you got to do. Everybody else is beating the system. Go right ahead. But then I'm thinking because he's A Rod, he's going to be under a microscope for every little thing. Like if his number tremendously jump from this year, and next year he does tremendously better. He's going to be under a microscope. They're going to tear every little thing he does apart. So it's better for him to do it the right way. If he can't get it done the right way, then I think the 2014 season the Yankees will have to work something out and get rid of him. Because there's no way you're going to keep that type of money on the payroll if he's still not producing and he's 100% healthy. Hey, yeah, exactly, dude. I agree with you, man. But off of A-Rod for a second, I do want to bring this up because this just came through that uh, Mariano Rivera is actually contemplating retirement now. Yeah, I've, I've been uh, hearing, you know, I've been hearing it, It's coming about... on that he said he's not 100% committed to definitely coming back. I know when he first, you know, got injured, you know, waited a little while, said, listen, I'm definitely coming back. He's not so sure about that anymore. What do you think about his impact? I'll, I'll let Christian, you know, answer if you want to also. Yeah, um, I, well, obviously, Mariano is another, you know, core Yankee, an all-time great, obviously. And I think more than anything, obviously, his performance is impeccable. But, you know, more than anything, he's another one of those Jeter-esque role models that I think is important for the rest of the team. He's one of those... Uh, field of dream type guys that come in and just his presence there kind of magnifies the play of the rest of the team. So I think, I mean, I would, if I could have Mariano even at half strength, I would take him just for, you know, the figurehead aspect of everything, you know? Got some thoughts on that, Tone? Yeah, I think Mo, at his age, Okay, you remember when we were kids, With 18-inch chrome wheels and an electronic parking brake, the Optima Limited is really limitless. The Optima was already the best, now it's even better. Introducing the Kia Optima Limited. At his age, with his injury, I kind of figured once it happened, the way it happened, I'm like, he might just go ahead and retire. I mean, he's got nothing else to prove. He's one of the greatest pitchers in baseball history. You know, what other pitcher you know throws one pitch, and you can't do nothing about it. Like when he throws that cut fastball, what, what can you do? But you can't do nothing. Nothing nothing you can do about it. So he's got nothing else to prove. You know, he, he's got his rings. He's made more than a ton of, ton of money. He's got the respect of all the players. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Go ahead and ride up into the sunset and enjoy, enjoy, enjoy your life. That's what, I, that's what he needs to do. Don't uh-huh. come back and be half a player and in and, and, and first – you know, half of the season you get share everybody you're throwing that cut fastball and everybody taking out the park. You know, he's got to just relax. And in fact, that CC had a surgery done today, so I think Moe's probably you know looking at all the all the aspects of it. He's probably thinking A Rod's uh, kind of hurt, Jeter's hurt. How's the team going to look next year? He, he's probably confident all those things. So I think personally, right up into the sunset, enjoy retirement. You're a Hall of Famer. He's going to be. He's a god in New York. So just enjoy it. All right. Two things on that. Number one. What do you do? You think that there's anything that has to do with the impact of the the team kind of falling off the face of the earth and showing yeah. no heart in the Detroit series? Did that have yeah. any impact on Mariano? Maybe questioning whether he wants to come back? Yeah, because now he's got to put. Think about it. He's got to put twice or three times a month effort into getting himself back into baseball shape just to come back and, and probably do what one or two more seasons. So he's probably thinking is, is the is the grind on my body, the hustle and bustle. Is it, is it, is it worth it? You know, he's probably looking at it like I can spend time with his wife and kids, relax, you know, travel. Which is what he wanted to life. do anyway. I mean, so now, you know he's what? Thinking right now, what, what, what can I do? What do I need to prove? He's got nothing else to prove. I, I agree with you 100%. He does have nothing else to prove. But look at a guy like Pettit who stayed home with his family and came back to spring training as an instructor. And, you know, now he's playing. These guys have such a competitive edge that I think it's really hard for them to give up the game, even with that uh, you know magnitude of injury if they can come back and play i think someone like mariano is such a fearsome competitor even though he seems you know unassuming uh i think he's coming back for for one more year i don't think he's going to go out on that but i mean i could be completely wrong 
I mean, if he does come back, I hope, I hope he comes back as, as the more we remember. I, I, I do too, and I think he will. I don't think he's that type of player. I don't think he would embarrass himself. I really don't. Yeah, I, I, I hope not. Well, look at it this way. Do you think a guy that has accomplished as much as he has, being the legend that he is, the best relief pitcher to ever pitch in this game, everything he's accomplished, doesn't he have the right to go out on his own? Like, as, as a fan, are you really going to be offended or pissed off at Mariano Rivera if he goes out next season and gives up a couple home runs? That Honestly, no. the guy deserves the right to go out that way. If that's the way he chooses to go out, I'd be 100% for it. Yeah, but I don't want to see, see – okay, so I've expressed something to you about Yankee fans. We honor our players. You know, we look at them in a different light than, let's say, you Mets fans, you know, we win championships in, 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 on the Yankee side of town. I don't know about in City Field. Well, not this so, year. Yeah, well, this year. You know, it was off year. We won it last year, so we'll give a year off to somebody else. Hopefully, Detroit will win it this year, hopefully. If Ronan can get on track. Oh, not, not the fact that Detroit was a better team than you? Yeah, Detroit. They were, they were a better team. They were a way better team. Well, we that's usually what happens. The best the right teams win. We couldn't get it. And it hurt not being able to get that hitting when we needed it, especially when you got all that money sitting on the payroll. That kind of hurts. That, 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 that really does hurt. That'll knock us Yankee fans down a peg and realize that, you know, hey, it's not our world this year. Tony, you know, what, what do you think the most – what's the most integral move the Yankees got to make for next year to be successful? What do you think it is? Uh, hopefully pluck some of those guys out the farm system, those young pitchers, and, and get those guys going and get them some experience and see, see what all we do have. We have some things in the farm system, a lot of unheard of guys, a lot of no-name guys, but we need to just focus on that. Like how the Yankees were before. We always brought guys up to our farm system. And in the last couple of years, they've just been giving everything away, trying to get, trying to build an all-star team. And I'm like, well, that's not the Steinbrenner way. George Steinbrenner goes out. He said, I want you. You're on my team. Come on, let's go. But then he always kept a couple guys in the farm system. He, did, he didn't empty out the whole cabinet just to get one or two guys. He never did that. Well, he did in the then, 80s. Well, that's what he did. Was, he spent the entire decade of the 1980s doing that. And, well, and, and, and you know, to, to the results that he got. Yeah, he got good results. I mean, the team, they, they didn't turn the team around until George Steinbrenner was suspended by Major League Baseball. Yeah. Well, because they, they were doing he, he was he did things his way. And that's the way his sons need to get. Maybe when his son need to get suspended, you know, for <laughs> something. Yeah, probably Hank. Stuff. Hank could go say something stupid and get himself, you know, in trouble. But I, I think, listen, I think here's the way that it should be for the Yankees. I think, you know, unfortunately, fans are not very patient. You know, in New York in general, it's not just with Yankee fans. You could say Met fans, you know, whatever, Nick fans, Ranger fans. They want they want the team to win now every year. And no, with the, no with, <laughs> yeah, that, that's terrible. I don't even want to get into that. I'm just going to get pissed off. But you know, looking at it this way, nobody wants to see the team rebuild. The New York Yankees are not an organization that's ever going to go back and rebuild. They're not going to move all their bag, you know, all their contracts and play a group of minor leaguers. That's just not the Yankee way. That's never going to happen. Maybe what they should do is try to work some of their young pitchers, the Batances, the Benuelos, Pineda, if he's healthy, get them somehow in the rotation or at least season this season, and then after this year, be ready for next year when they're going to have to depend on them to contribute and not make a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's the way they got to do it. They got to work some of the younger guys they have in there. When it comes to position players, they don't necessarily have a lot of young position players that are really, you know, have the ability to be big time players. Melky Mesa doesn't really, you know, pan out to be a an all star. Brandon Laird is not the kind of guy that's going to be, you know, an all star third baseman. So some of your younger players that they have in a the system, they're going to have to try to work in, and hopefully they catch lightning in a bottle. But let's let's be honest. In my opinion, the 2013 season might be the last season that the Yankees are going to be relevant. No. How do they avoid that, though, Tony? Tell me. Like you said, they got to go out. Well, because of salary cap, they're not going to be able to really go out and get. I, I hope they can sign Cano, and I hope they can work something out with Grandison. That's what I hope. Cause uh, the only both, way they're going to be able to work it out with both players, though, is if they take really, you know, really backloaded deals. I mean, you're going to have to really may, maybe say for Cano, hey, can you handle making you know, ten, twelve million for the first three years of your deal. We'll sign you for ten years. The end, you'll be making thirty-five million. But that's the only way to get around it for the next couple yeah. of seasons. I mean, the yeah, Yankees are going to be really hamstrung 
with with the salary cap at 189 million, you got to pay a Rod. You figure you're going to pay him whether he's on your team or not. You got to share. You got CC. You got all these other guys that are worked in there. There's no way you're going to be able to keep under 189 million unless you commit part of your team to players that aren't making a lot of money. Yeah, or restructure some contracts. You know, you had Cashman sit down with the guys and talk to them. See who's want to make something happen for the team. Like like a couple years ago, when the, uh, not to change subjects, but when Peyton Manning did for the Colts, he took less money and renegotiated. And how did that work out for him? They uh, screwed him right in his behind. Yeah, yeah but he got he got the players. That was the year they won the Super Bowl. He signed. He got other guys signed. So that kind of worked out pretty good. Well, I mean, I wouldn't use Peyton Manning as an example. I mean, any yeah. player that's going to use that's going to be like, oh, dude, we're going to get screwed in the end. Yeah, well, I mean, he got screwed in the end, but he got a Super Bowl ring. So maybe, maybe A. Rod, maybe Tashir, maybe CC says they they sit down with those guys and say, "Listen, guys, we need to put some your money on the, on the back end of the books." Maybe they they not greedy like most poor athletes are. Says, "Okay, go ahead, put it on the back of the books." Maybe they'll give them some kind of the yes network. Maybe they maybe they work something out with them. I hope they just get both those guys signed because they're, they're they're going to be our future. Absolutely, and but listen, you see, it sounds all ro- rosy to picture your painting here, but unfortunately, the Major League Baseball Players Union is going to totally yeah. be all over restructuring of anybody's contract. It's, yeah. it, you know, it almost happened a couple times. You remember the Cardinals with Mark McGuire, even the Giants with Barry Bonds, Barry Bonds actually yeah. approached you know, MLB about restructuring a deal so they could work out other things. Now, their, their answer to it, the players' union will say, listen, there is no salary cap. Yes, we're talking about a salary cap. The luxury tax is a big deal. It's going to affect any team that goes over the $189 million. But it is not officially a salary cap. So when it comes to players making concessions, uh, you know, you know, Michael Weiner is not going to allow this to happen. So that's going to put the Yankees, players, and any organization in a tough spot. Yeah, unless they just want to pay the salary. I mean, unless the Yankees going to pay the salary cap. Well, listen, I, mean, I, I think I think most Yankee fans, at least in part of their mind, feel like the Yankees will just say, "Forget it, we're going to pay." But I just think you got to remember that George is not running this team anymore, and it's not even so much Hank's team. Hal Steinbrenner is the businessman, really, out of all the whole organization, is a guy that has paid most attention to the money. He is the guy who has been the most really outspoken against big contracts when it comes to the New York Yankees and their players. So here's the guy that's really running the whole thing. I find it hard to see that he's just going to say, screw it, spend whatever you need to. Yeah, also. Well, they need to. They need. They need to go back to being like their dad was. Spend the money, get the players. Listen, it, it it sounds great, but I just don't think they're going to do it. Yeah, and also I got to say something. I mean, I look. I I really like Curtis Granderson. I like his attitude. I like his hustle. I I think he's a good center fielder. I don't think he's a great center fielder. But I'm telling you right now, if he has another year with 200 strikeouts, there's there's no way Yankees are keeping him around. Yeah, yeah but I mean, the, the 43 home runs kind of made up for the 200 strikeouts. Uh, kind uh, of. Up, up until you got to the end of the regular season. Yeah. With, with yeah. no postseason performance, I think that put, a, put look, 43 fans on the downer. I would have said that. At the, I have to agree with that, too. At the end of the season, I would have said, look, 43 home runs, 43 home runs. But he had such a miserable postseason. Yeah, you needed him to come through a little bit. Unfortunately, nobody did. That was the biggest problem. That's why the Yankees got swept in four games. Yeah, Listen, nobody. nobody came through when it mattered, except for Abanez. Now, yeah, now on to, on to Raul Abanez. Do the Yankees bring him back, in your opinion? I don't think they're going to bring Raul Abanez back. I, don't, I think he, he's, he, he's not going to come back next year. Hey, he's going to be gone. Swisher's probably going to be gone. Uh, hopefully, Granderson stays. You know, it depends. I don't know what the Steinbrenner's going to do. But if, if they give it to Granderson, I, I don't know. Ichiro, I don't know about that one. That's going to be kind of iffy. So, it's like like you said, it might be a year where they might have to, you know, just keep Teixeira, A-Rod, you know, sign Cano. You got Jeter coming back. And you might just get a bunch of young guys in there, throw them in there and see what happens. Maybe the young guys that be around Jeter, A-Rod, and those guys, and, and they'll just rub off on them, and then something will happen. You know, something might click. Well, I'll tell you, that's one of two issues I have. Number one, Abanez, who ha- has earned himself a contract for next year. There's no question about it. The The amount of money he was paid last season was almost a joke for his ability coming into the season and yeah. then gets you know, you know, added or multiplied or squared or cubed when you talk about what he did in the postseason. So here's a guy who probably won't pay that. Swisher, yeah. obviously, a multi-year contract. You're talking about a situation where he's just going to – you know, another team's going to offer him more than what the Yankees right. are willing to pay. But when it comes to Andy Pettit, 
Andy Pettit's an interesting topic because here's a guy who took a minor league contract for $2.5 million to play this season. He absolutely is going to want to get paid if he returns next season. I think so, too. You're going to have to pay him $10 million or more for one season. Do the Yankees empty out the wallet and say, listen, Andy, you've earned it, or do they have any reservations? I would have a reservation about that, being his age. That's probably my only thing. I don't want to – Andy is a guy you have come second half of the season. You start – you use Andy Pettit. First half of the season, you, 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 don't, you don't use him. You don't use because he, at his age, you'll burn him out. So the second half, he won't be, he won't be worth anything. That's, that's how I look at it. I don't think they're going to pay him. I think, like I said, they'll, they'll keep, keep more nice for the second half of the season. And if, if things are looking good, they'll say, Andy, well, we need you to come on in, you know, one or two starts, you know, see how you look, see how he's looking. If he's looking, he can get you good, solid five or six innings. Then, you know, then I, I can see him being put on a roster. But other than that, I don't see them trying to bring back. I don't see the Steinbrenners making that decision. If this is George, he brings them back. Yeah, what, Stearns, what, I don't see them doing that. Well, what about Kuroda? Oh, man, he he had his ups and downs. That's all he had his ups and downs. It depends on what he's trying, what he, what he's asking for, what his agent asks for. If he just wants, you know, maybe a little three-year deal, I could see them doing something like that. But nothing nothing long-term. Yeah, I think well, I think it's going to be a situation where you're going to bring him back for one year. Yeah, he's coming I think, back I for think, a year. I think him, no him and Ichiro, Pettit if he wants to. I don't know if Ichiro, he's going to make you, his you decision. Got, you got to sign Ichiro for one year. And, and honestly, the way the way I, I look at it, and I'll close this up by going to the point that I made before, the Yankees are going to be all in for one more season. And I think the Yankees will make the necessary moves. They'll probably upgrade a catcher. I think they'll bring in another catcher for a year, maybe a Mike Napoli if they could get him on that. You know, Ichiro, you know, they have the qualifying offer to Swisher, whether the Yankee fan wants to hear it or not. It's in Nick Swisher's hands, not the Yankees' hands. If yeah. Nick Swisher wants to get paid thirteen million dollars for next season, he'll take it and be back on the Yankees. But they're going to strongly advise. Yeah, him yeah they're going to they're going to advise him not to. But yeah. you know, if he if he talks to his agent and says, "Listen, I don't know over the course of a two three year deal, I could get thirteen and a half million a season," then there might be a chance that he may consider staying. But yeah. that's neither here nor there. What the Yankees are going to do? They're going to you know bring the guys back. They're going to make another push, whether the payroll gets two hundred twenty or two hundred thirty or two hundred forty million. For this one season, and then they're going to drop. So, do you think they're? You don't think they're bringing back Ibanez? I, yeah. I think I think they'll make him an offer. I think they will, but unfortunately, he's priced himself with his performance, and obviously, no fault of his own. He I, he only did the best job he could. I'm just thinking back to when uh, Hideki Matsui won a World Series MVP, and you know he was gone the next year. But look at it this way: Raul Ibanez had a four-year contract with the Philadelphia Phillies for forty-eight million dollars. That's $12 million a season up until last year. Right. He signs with the Yankees for, for one peanuts. year and a million and a half yeah. with some incentives. Yeah. There's mm -hmm. no way anybody's going to advise him to take a deal similar to that. And if you're no. the Yankees, you'd be insulting him if you offered him that. I agree. And he deserves, at the very least, 5 to $7 million on a one-year deal. But there's going to be enough teams that are out there, especially with the with the, the the sparsity of DHs in the American League. There's going to be a team that's going to be willing to offer him two years, you know, at about maybe ten to twelve or ten to fourteen million dollars. That's going to be more lucrative than what he could get from the Yankees. Definitely true. Yeah, that's true. And and that's and, and honestly, I don't think it's going to be for a lack of the Yankees' interest. They want him back absolutely. You bring Raul Abanez back, he could DH, he could play, you know, part time in the outfield. He showed that he could still play the outfield. He actually showed that he was better off playing in an American League team where he has the option to DH as opposed to where he was with the Phillies. So I think you know, it with 18-inch chrome wheels and an electronic parking brake, the Optima Limited is really limitless. The Optima was already the best. Now it's even better. Introducing the Kia Optima Limited realized that he really loved playing in New York, regret the comments that he made, and $13.5 million is more than he's going to get on an annual basis from any other year, even if it's a multi-year deal. Yeah, that, that's true. That's true. I, I just don't – I don't know. Swisher, I don't know what happened to the entire Yankees on the bats this, this postseason. Well, I it's think you like, and me both. I think any, anybody – anybody does. Anybody is trying to realize what the hell happened here. I mean, this was yeah. a situation that did not – work out in their favor. They ran into some good pitching at good times. But at the same but at the same time, I mean they they looked listless, let's be honest, in the Orioles series. Yes. Nobody wanted to yeah, talk about it. And, and I'll be honest, I talked to one of my buddies the other day that, that actually was last Thursday because I was driving home from doing my show. 
and that was obviously the day the Yankees got eliminated, got swept by the Tigers, lost, you know, that game, whatever, you know, where they showed, showed up nothing. And we were, we were talking about it. It is a situation where the Yankees did not look good in the Baltimore series. I told him that I was right on the borderline for JohnPielli.com, my base is empty blog, to write out post as soon as the Orioles series ended and saying the wrong team won that series. And the reason I didn't do it is because I didn't want I didn't want people to look at me and say, "Hey, you're just a Met fan. You know, you just got biased of anti-Yankees." But I believed in my heart, not because I was rooting against it, not because I was rooting against the Yankees. I felt that the Yankees didn't show enough in that series to be a serious playoff contender. I was proved 100% right by what happened in the Tigers series, and it wasn't because I'm an anti-Yankee guy. It was me as a baseball analyst looking at it objectively. And that's the reason I held off writing that article. But, listen, I was proven right. If I wrote it, yeah, I would have taken some backlash of being, you know, an anti-Yankee guy. But, in the end, I was proven right because the Yankees didn't show up for the Tigers series at all. They had no right even being there the way they played against the way the Tigers played. At all. That's what the, the, the Baltimore series, Baltimore, Brooks so Walters did a great job. He did a great job. And think about it, the two games that the Yankees won. Came yeah. came down to the to last at bat, and if it yeah. wasn't for Raul Banez, they could have easily gotten swept. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Raul, believe and if it not, wasn't Raul, for Jim Johnson, Raul as shitty as he looked in that series, I mean the Yankees, Yankees, Yankees have a, the Raul Banez has a thing against closers or something. He beat up Jim Johnson and beat up Valverde, who I think me or you could hit Valverde yeah, at this point. But but you know the bottom line is if it wasn't for Raul Banez, I don't think the Yankees had much of a chance in that series. It wouldn't even no. have been a five-game series going the other way. No, no, no. I, I don't think they had. A, I think the Baltimore series took everything the Yankees had. They were that, that was it. The Baltimore series, they were done. That, that was it. I said that they were done. I was worried going against Detroit. You know, just Scherzer and Verlander had me worried. That, that's what that's what had me worried right there. And then I was right. I was right to be worried. And then, well, especially when he came into them down 0-2. Yeah, yeah that kind of, you know, <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's a shame. And also, as a big Yankee fan, it's sad because you get so used to winning championships and always being in the NLDS, ALCS. You just get to being there and winning. And all of a sudden, now you, when, when you lose, game seven, I don't mind losing. When you get beat up like the way Detroit beat us up, that stings. It's it, it things. It's things really bad, and I, I was I was DMing uh, a couple of my buddies on Twitter, and uh, they're Yankee fans, and they're like, "Man, it really hurts. It really hurts." And when you can't defend it, is what hurts even worse. When you're like, "Well, this happened, that happened," you get nobody hit. Yeah, you know, I, I, I tell you, what's what's interesting, man. You've you've gone through every ra- range of emotions for a Yankee fan, and you probably yeah. speak for a lot of people who have felt the same way as you. Everything for you know wanting to blame the players' effort, to blaming the organization to not have enough, to question what's going to happen for the next year, to go on and spew some venom at a Mets fan for absolutely no reason. You went through every little range of emotion that a Yankee fan feels after a team gets eliminated. And, and, and you know what? It, it, it sucks. I mean, it sucks to be a, a, a fan of any professional sports team and they not get the job done at the end of the season. But looking back at it, Looking back from a perspective of being over it, having it be done with, you have to realize that the team was not equipped to win it all this year. I, I, yeah, I, I, that, I do agree. It's not that they, they didn't get it done. It's how they didn't get it done. Exactly. That's, 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 that's the thing. If every series goes complete, complete series, five-game series, seven-game series, and they're battling throughout every series, and every, every game is a battle. I got no problem if we lose. I, 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 I got no problem with it. But to get beat the way they got beat and it's like they just gave up and weren't interested, like, oh, well, we're just going to get our money and we're going to, you know, we got our postseason money over, season's over, let's just not swear that this is not hit. That's what it, it just made you think, like, oh, oh is this really happening? You know, like, I watched some of the pitches and I have to roll my eyes. I was like, did he really just not swing at that or did he really just sit there and watch that strike? It, it just was, it, it was mind-boggling. Well, listen, Tony, I wish, wish the best for the 2013 Yankees because I think it's going to be their last chance before they get hit with this luxury tax. Tony, I'll be there with you in spirit watching every game, man. Hey, thanks for calling in, buddy. All right. And that was Tony. Great job. We're going to take a quick break, man, and then we'll be back with a little bit uh, more after this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
show. Brought to you by JohnPLE.com. What the f you think is my opinion of it? I think it was put that in. I don't. So the tribe drops its third straight on this trip, six to one to the Rangers. For the Indians, one run on, let's say, one hit. That's all we got. One goddamn hit. Don't worry, nobody's listening anyway. Talk about the past, talk about the history, I'm talking about what's great about this game of baseball. There's so much stuff that we talk about. I would say I wouldn't know, but I would say the reason why they want to ask is baseball going into the highest baseball sport that has gone into baseball and from the baseball angle. I'm not going to speak of any other sport. Let me start by telling you this. I have never I'm Joel from Boy Meets Machine, and I'm going to play you guys a quick little song here. It's called Exit Strategy. Cool, let's go. Stop, stop. I can stand to think about you now. You were a soft spot, and you let me down so hard, I don't know how. I could forgive you, but I did, and it's okay. Put my faith in you, and you tore it all away. But you were still my best friend when I had nowhere left to turn. You were still my best friend, and in a way, it's easier alone. You will be my best friend till I don't need you anymore. My best friend until we give up on this world. Stop, stop. No, I can't stand a thing with you now. You were a prop crutch, but I hate to see your melancholy. Life goes on. Oh, you know that life goes on. You were still my best friend. Our paths will cross again. We'll help you become searching for acceptance. You are not fooling anyone. Upskirt your vision and took over your home. It was a slippery slope. Your expectations set so high from imitations of real life. So don't be attention. I am here to help you. You know I mean a Fantastic. It's, uh, um, yeah, cool, man. That was Boy Meets Machine, man, performing in studio. In studio, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, in my eye. That was like a little sausage tray where you just exactly. take some, some whores d'oeuvres. Some whores d'oeuvres. Whores d'oeuvres. Whores d'oeuvres. Whores d'oeuvres. Whores d'oeuvres. Whores d'oeuvres. would use that. Whores d'oeuvres. <laughs> But uh, welcome back, Passball Show, MTR Radio Network. Going to throw the number out there again if you guys want to call in, be part of the show. Show you call again, I'm going to smack <laughs> you in the freaking mouth. <laughs> 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 
But anyway, 609-910-0687. If you want to be part of the show, we'll get you right in here. I do want to send out a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, feeling bad condolences out to the May family. Uh, Dave May, former Major League player with the Brewers and Braves, passed away this week um, unexpectedly at the age of 68. His son, Derek May, was uh, kind enough to call into the past ball show. He did a great job. I just want to send, you know, my condolences out to the family. Hope everything goes well with that. Sorry about the loss. But uh, back to past ball show on PR Radio Network. John Pielli here, of course, with Boy Meets Machine. Yeah. Hi, guys. And let's be honest, dude. You got, you got a little time. Just let it all out, man. Go crazy. How do you feel about uh, about uh, Chipper retiring, man? Well, listen, as a as a Mets fan, I'm kind of like not kind of not going to miss him on the field. <laughs> okay. But I got to be honest, as a baseball fan in me comes out, and we realize that the guy was he was a great. Oh, I mean, the guy had 400 something home runs, played his whole career with one team, and listen, the guy belongs in the Hall of Fame. He he was a great player, and you Is know, one first ballot Hall of Famer. What do you think? Probably in this day and age, yes. I think, you know, you look at a lot of players that were, you know, tied to steroids. A lot of them are going to be eligible for the Hall of Fame. So you're going to talk about the debate of whether or not they should get in and when they should get in. I don't think you ever had that issue with Chipper Jones. And I know, you know, in the New York area, everybody likes to kiss Derek Jeter's ass. But Chipper Jones is kind of a guy that played a similar way. If Chipper Jones was on the New York Yankees, he would have been looked in the same eye as Derek Jeter. Here's a guy that played the game right. Number one, also, you could add the fact that he was a switch hitter. And really was one of the best switch hitters outside of Eddie Murray or Mantle that ever played the game. Definitely. Well, to put it in this perspective, you know I'm from Alabama. So yeah. I mean, everyone down where I'm from is just, I mean, they're freaking out. Like, I don't think they know yeah. what to do. The only issue I had was that the fact that they played out his retirement thing to really last the whole season. And the fact that he needed to be given a gift in every friggin' opposing park that he was in. You know, even the Yankees, for that matter. I mean, what what connection did the New York Yankees have to Chipper Jones? I mean, why do you have why do you have to you know thank him? Thank him for what? You know, the Yankees beat him up in the playoffs a couple thank years you. he played him. Thank you for letting you us know win. you know thank you for you know letting us win a couple World Series championships at, at you know at your expense. I mean, to me, I just thought it was a little bit of an overkill. Every single stadium, you got to thank the guy. Honestly, as much of a Hall of Famer as Chipper Jones is, I don't think he was the best player to ever live. I don't think friggin' Ted Williams got that treatment in the last year of his career. I don't think he did. Honest, I think it was a little bit of an overkill. Yeah, he just has a real fan club down south, is what he did. Yeah, yeah but, but what about the what, what about Los Angeles? Why are they Why are they saluting him in L.A.? Why are they saluting him in Houston? Hell if I know. You know, why are the Mets giving him a friggin' you know a, a plaque or you know to retiring his number? That, dude, that, that would be like the. I mean, and we're Giants fans. That would be like you know, like Tony Romo getting like a, a, oh a ceremony God, at no, Giants Stadium. He never get But but let's say let's say. Well, actually, let me throw that in here. Let's say Tony Romo leads the Cowboys to the next five Super Bowls, and 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 obviously we know it's not going to happen. But let's say that did happen. And then he goes over and you say, hey, he's the best quarterback ever because he won five Super Bowls. You know, the Cowboys have this dominance over, over the Giants. You know, it goes over his time. He's, he's retiring. Do the Giants acknowledge the fact that he just kicked their ass for five years? No way no. in hell. Exactly. You think, you think so that, that's the point that I'm making. That would never and, happen and, in football. And, and, you, and you, think, you think vice versa. You think Jerry Jones would have like a – like, hey, um, Eli Manning, you, you've uh, urinated all over our team every time you come here. Yeah. Uh, you know, let, let's, let's have a plaque for you. you know, how about that? So, so that's, where, that's where I get it. <laughs> so you don't do that anymore. Retire his urinal. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, retire his picture to put on the bottom of the urinal for them to piss on every day. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yes. So, Joe, this this is my chance to get you involved in the program here. Chipper Jones, Mets honor him at the end of the year. What are your thoughts? Three, two, one, go. There's no way they should be doing that. I I, I was like, I was, I was pissed off by that by them even. Exactly. I mean, you're you're gonna honor you're gonna honor a player that essentially kicked your ass for the last twenty years. It's it's like a slap in the face, especially to like, dude, who? What are the Wilpons doing? Like, well, what what about the fans that were at that game? Dude. As as they're putting up the video tribute to Chipper Jones up on the board, like what? Why would you? I, I would ask for a refund of my ticket. Yeah, like what is this crap? Like what do you like? Wh- why? And then you look out in the field and you got one friggin' player's number that's retired in fifty fucking years. 
And you don't honor your own players, but you're going to go kiss Chipper Jones's ass, yeah. a guy who urinated on you for 20-something years. This is awesome. Again, I really brought no up a hot-button wow. topic here. I had yeah, no yeah. idea this he, was going to go in this direction. I'm glad, John. Yeah. This is awesome. Let, it, let the anger out. Yes, use your anger. Honestly, I, I'm, I'm embarrassed to be a fan for that because yeah. Tom Seaver is the only number that's friggin' retired up in that stadium. You got a pl- plenty of other players that have done enough to be honored in some way, shape, or form. You got the phony Hall of Fame over there that you, you don't do anything to show your players at all, really outside of that little area at a stadium. What's, what, what is and the Yankees retire every friggin' number. Wait, did they, did they, they didn't put Chipper's number at the stadium, did they? But they gave him a, they gave him a tribute. Yeah, no, okay. Which I, was I'm an embarrassment, that. but yeah, you're not. Yeah, yeah, well, they might as well have. They might as well throw up number ten and never let it be worn by a Mets player ever again. <laughs> like, dude, he like that. That's like the old, like I said, the ultimate slap in the face. Like he, like he, he's like not only displayed the Mets, like he's been like, uh, like. Not uh, only that, but he, like he he's a, he's essentially antagonized them. Yeah, he's, he's named he named his kid Shay for Christ's sake. Yeah, that's like. Not to mention he like he makes the kid go to school and like and gets him beat up and stuff and he just like he's like ah Shay ha you know shit no, <laughs> um but it was kind of funny um <laughs> like I was like is that really ch- I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> was like yeah he's getting he's getting uh, he's getting beat up and he makes him go to okay. New York City schools God, and. <laughs> so that's what you get for being my son. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's my son Shay. He's such a bastard. Ugh. Oh, great. Literally. Hey. Literally. Oh, oh yeah. Hey. yeah. It's just like I, I don't understand why they would do that. They just – that's – I don't know. Like I said, if, they, if I compared it to anything with the Giants, I would I would have been, like, really pissed off. Well, think about it. In other sports, they don't do that. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like, you know, well, like freaking Wayne Gretzky does his freaking tour around hockey, the best hockey player to ever play the game. Didn't get a friggin' video tribute from every arena that he was at. Same with uh, Jordan. Did, they didn't do that for Jordan. Well, like, that's because Jordan retired like five times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah seriously. <laughs> Dude, it's, it's like doing a video tribute for Roger Clemens every time he retires. Oh, man. They, they should have yeah, like done a video tribute, tribute for Jordan's yeah. baseball career. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, that was, <laughs> that was, that was quite something, that. huh? Oh, when my yes. friends had his card. I was like, yeah, you might as well. Do you remember his cartoon show with uh, Bo Jackson and Wayne Gretzky? Oh, my God. Yes, I do. <laughs> it was insane, man. I don't remember. Oh, I do, do remember, remember the show. I don't remember the name I, of it. I dude, I saw the. I saw like. Uh, Joel, quick, like, Google it. I saw last, last month. <laughs> the the Michael Jordan show with friggin' uh, yeah, like the cartoon with uh, yeah, the All Stars or something. Yeah, it was something All Stars. I, I couldn't believe uh, Bo, it, Bo Jackson can break a bat on his knee, dude. Yeah, Bo ja- that was insane, dude. Hey, John, I, I meant to ask you this before. What do you think about good old uh, Angel Pagan on the on the Giants? Dude? Huh? Listen, dude, he's he, he was never he was never a terrible player, but the Mets he's had to trade him. Met. He 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 honestly, from what he did last year, number one, he didn't perform. Number two, he was a total asshole. Yeah, why? He 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 messed up the clubhouse. He got the point the team to a point where. The teammates were kind of, really? you know, bouncing back against him. What was I? I, I didn't hear anything. Yeah, about he, that. He, 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 became, he became a friggin' he became an asshole. Yeah. So they had to trade him. Uh, going back on it, I wouldn't have made that trade again. You know, you got Andres Torres, who is twenty times worse than Angel Pagan will ever be. At least you could say Angel Pagan is talented, and he got a reliever that sucked ass. So yeah, yeah. hindsight says that trade blew, and I and I would make, you know I, I would reverse it, it in a heartbeat. Damn blue. But at the same right. time. I wish they but kept Beltron, man. He was. He was I, I'm, I'm a huge dude. Beltran fan. Yeah, I honestly, I don't care what anybody really says. Good, yeah, he's one of my top. You know, probably about Beltran? my my five six favorite Mets of all time. Yeah, and I don't. You know, I, he takes a lot of criticism, but honestly, the guy played his heart out. Yeah, he had that one knee injury that you know he decided to have surgery in the off season, which was a bad move on his part. Maybe he should have had it done earlier. Mm-hmm. But other than that, the guy performed in four of his seven seasons. He had very good seasons. The one season he got hurt was uh, was was he was on pace to out outdo his numbers by a mile, mm-hmm. and he had the in, you know the injury off season the season he came back and didn't perform, and then his last season where he ended up getting traded. So overall, he he performed <laughs> to a certain level of that contract. Maybe it wasn't 119 million dollars worth. Maybe they didn't get all that money out of him because they they only made the playoffs one year. But listen, the guy wasn't the only one that brought that team down. And one thing that really bothers me about this is Met fans, who honestly are as short-sighted as freaking possible, they don't see shit sometimes. They, they look at the curveball that Adam Wainwright threw to end the 2006 NLCS being the only reason the Mets lost that game. 
How about the fact that Andy Chavez goes out there and makes one of the greatest catches in a history of postseason play, mm-hmm. and the team sits on their ass for the next four innings? Yeah. If that was me, if somebody just took a two-run home run away from the opposition that would have changed the game the other way, I would have gone out there swinging at everything, doing everything I can to put up a five spot in the next inning. But the team sat there and said, hey, yeah, look, at we're just playing the game. What do you do? We're going to win in the end. They end up obviously the Aaron Heilman, who, yeah, is not liked in New York, but took so many much less grief for giving it to, up the two-run homer to Yadier Molina in, nine, in the ninth inning. And then you blame it on Beltran for taking a curveball for strike three. Did you look at the friggin' curveball? Name one hitter in the game that would have hit that friggin' pitch. That was the sickest curveball you've ever seen somebody throw. I, on a 3-2 count, for that matter. I, dude, not to mention, too, man, um, you brought up Heilman, man. He was like a workhorse, man. That guy was in like every – he was in like every game. Yeah. Like how many times – And listen, it happens. Yeah. Sometimes you just lose. Yeah. But you know, but to be honest, to pull, put it all on Beltran, there's plenty of other people to blame. Cliff Floyd took a called strike three in that same inning. How many yeah. people bring him up? If they if they actually – if they if they won that game, I think they would have won the, ser- the World Well, series. listen, I, I think a lot of Met fans, a lot of, and a lot of people watching – Thought the game turned on the Chavez catch. Yeah, you know, that was a two-run homer. Would have been three-to-one Cardinals at that point. You know, not only does he catch it, but they get the ball to first to double off uh, Jim Edmonds to, to you know to end the inning. I mean, I mean, I think they they saw the game changing. We all saw the game changing at that moment. It didn't happen. But listen, going back to Beltran, listen, he he was a very good Met. He doesn't get the credit that he deserves, and it's a shame because honestly, like people are so happy to see him leave. Leave. Watch what he did this season for St. Louis. Not only that, but in the postseason. Yeah. Did you see the postseason that Beltran had? The Cardinals didn't lose That's, they, 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 because uh, of Carlos Beltran. They have they they were brought as far as they were because of Beltran. He's a winner. He's a winner. He is. They, they were saying that he's he's like the best postseason hitter of all time. Well, I, I did a I did a blog post. Check out JohnPLA.com. Base is empty blog. Love that shameless plug there on my own show, for that matter. But your show. I pretty much can, right? He's plugging his show. But I did, I did write, I did write an article breaking down Beltran's stats. Of course, we all know what he did in Houston. Mm-hmm. You know, the the postseason that he had, which got him the contract with the Mets. But even the postseason with the Mets, he he was he only batted nine times in the Dodgers series. It was an easy sweep win for the Mets. Had two hits. Outside of that, the guy hit a, hit o, hit over three hundred in the NLCS that year. Three home runs was the reason that the Mets were in it from what they were because the Cardinals outplayed him for the majority of the series. And then, of course, add what he did this year for St. Louis. The guy is a good postseason player. What about, did you, do you think the Mets are going to hold on to uh, Wright, or do you think they're going to get rid of him? I think they're going to end up signing him. I think it's going to come down to whether David Wright wants to stay with the Mets or not. Okay. He may make that decision and say, listen, I don't know where this team's going. I'm not going to do it. But uh, at the same time, the Mets are going to make him an offer. Yeah, they need and to unless they insult him, which I don't think they are. Yeah, pretty much I think they, expect. Have, they have to show him too that they're gonna bring in some other people because because he I I know he was like he was you know uh I or it's been it's come up that he's like he was wanted to make sure that they're gonna yeah and that's some, some something they're gonna talk about that. another thing you could tie to that is R A Dickey mm-hmm. who I don't think is gonna sign to an extension until Wright does do you think that he's gonna get Cy Young he, I, he should he, he I mean I, at this point you look at the numbers yeah, Gio it. Gonzalez won twenty one games but that's the only major category he he was he led the league in. Kershaw led the league in ERA. He only won 12 games. Who else are you going to put up there? Johnny Cueto faded down the stretch and got hurt in the playoffs, which is going to be held against him. So in the end, I mean, you look at R.A. Dickey and his numbers, he should win the Cy Young. And it's not because I'm a Mets fan. It's because he he was the the best pitcher. He was the best pitcher in the National League this year. That's the first knuckleballer to ever be winning Cy Young. Yes. uh, Phil Phil Necro and Joe Necro both won 20 games before. But uh, as far as winning the Cy Young, he's the first. He'll right. be the first knuckleballer to win the Cy Young. Wow. If he wins it, that'd be cool. I mean, that, that, that I mean that would be like a couple a couple bright points about the season. You know, they got they got the no hitter, and then and you know Dickey Dickey wins that. That'd be cool too. So so what's your opinion That's of the season? Are you are you happy with anything that happened? Or I, yeah, I mean I first I, half. Yeah, the first half it was great, man. They were like they were like they had some heart, and they were like really and, and dude, seriously, man. Like like so, like some people down the stretch too. They're, they're like blaming the manager for for it it's like it, you know like he's he's, dude, he's he's working with like look at who he's he's working with like he, you know i don't know i mean like i thought he, he kept him competitive for as much as he for as long as he could and then so now it's just like well here you know. here's the turning point in the season 
We talk about the end of June, getting into July, and the Mets are in the pennant race. They're up up to as many as eight games over 500, which was their high water mark for the year. They're they're doing way more than overachieving. The Mets have an oppor- Mets have one distinct weakness, and that's their bullpen. Their bullpen sucked from day one. Their bullpen sucked until the last game of the season. That was one area that needed to be addressed. And you know what Sandy Alderson did? He sat on his fucking hands. He didn't care. He showed the team right there that he didn't care about winning this year. He said that it's all about the future. I don't care about this team. And you know what the players did? They gave up. And that's what happens. When 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 you ask for a vote of confidence from your general manager, you have a team that's competing. You have a team that has a chance to get to the playoffs. And you tell and you tell those guys that you don't care, then they're gonna be like, Yes, and if you don't care, we don't care. And that's what ended up happening. And I think it's a terrible job. Honestly, if you look at Sandy Olderson's body of work as a general manager, I think I don't think you can make a decision of whether he's done a good or a bad job to this point, because we don't know how how financially strong he's been with the with the owners. Mm-hmm. Maybe the Wilpons are saying, Listen, we're not gonna let you bring in a single player. And if that's the case, then he's got to go out and say that eventually. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Was it was it Wilpon or was it Wilpons or was it him? You know that actually made that decision. Like you know, what I mean. Well, l- listen. I mean, the bottom line is the decision was made somewhere mm-hmm. that they could have cared less about this team. Yeah. And if I was a player on a team, you go back to you know you know you, what do you think is gonna happen? You got ma- you know major league Cleveland Indians mm-hmm. in the movie, who ended up using that as a rally cry because their owner could give a shit about them. But but that's a movie, yeah. And and that's all it is. And in a movie, yeah, you could make a script that the guys rallied around and do the whole bad news bears end up winning the whole thing because it's a motion picture. Yeah. When you're talking about real human beings, real friggin' players that are out there, yeah, they're getting paid very well for what they're doing. But yeah, you you play the game to win. Yeah, you and to- when you realize that, you, with yeah. the fact that the Mets could have cared less about playing baseball in the second half of the 2012 season, I think that's why David Wright wants to make sure that they, they care and they're going to do something. And, and you know what? It, maybe it's up to Sandy Alderson and the Wilpons to present something to them that will at least try to convince them to stay. Yeah. Even if it's half-ass, go out there and tell him why it makes sense for him to spend the next six to eight years with the New York Mets. Who, who, do, you, who do you think they should pick up for next year? I think they got, they got a lot of questions. I mean, I think a lot of it's going to have to do with whether they're going to spend any money. I don't expect them to go out there – and spend millions and millions of dollars and sign big contracts because that's not their mantra right now. Mm-hmm. One thing I do expect, and I'm going to put this on Sandy Alderson, and I hope you're listening. You know, your, your Twitter handle, at MetsGM, listen right now. You have to put your stamp on this team this season. It doesn't mean go spend all the money and increase the payroll. But what is what has Sandy Alderson done over the past two seasons, from 2010 into 2011 when he took over, and 2011 into 2012? He rolled over the same team from the year before. What moves did he make? Either lateral trades, free agent signing of some sort, doesn't have to be a huge deal. What players did he add in that you could say were Sandy Alderson's type of players? And where's the answer? There's there's nobody that he brought in. He rolled over Omar Minaya's team for the first year, maybe because he had no money to do it, but did it again the next year when he could have at least made lateral moves to change players and bring in players that he feels are his kind of guys. And that's what I expect to happen for the 2013 season. Otherwise, what the hell is the guy there for? That was another thing, too. They kept, everybody kept knocking the Mets' uh, farm system, and then it turned out they had a really what, good wasn't it? Wasn't as bad as people thought, right? Yeah. yeah. All, all the blame Omar the talk, yeah. honestly, is just coming out of sour grapes right now. Yeah. You know. I mean, you're going to get to a point where he's going to be held accountable at some point to changing the direction of this team, and it's not wait until the end of the year where Bays and Santana's contracts come off. What? Put something out there that shows this is your team. You've been the general manager of the organization going on your third year, and you would not have thought it by looking at the players that are on this team right now. Is there okay? Is there one player? Because I, I have one in mind, but is there one player that you think would impact the team and uh, that the Mets could pick up for next year? I think they're going to have to go to trade route. I don't think they're going to be able to go out there. So you know, a guy like Josh Hamilton, Michael Bourne, that's actually even true. even Mike Napoli. I think are going to get end up becoming too expensive, too lucrative when it comes to years of the contracts to be able to retain them for another for another season. 
are, are for you know for one season when they'll probably get multiple years. But I do expect them to be involved in a trade market. I could see them making a move for a guy like and making a trade, uh, you know, with some with some other organization. You know, you look at some of the guys that are out there. Maybe they'll make a lateral move. Maybe they can move a guy like Ike Davis or Jonathan Nice if it got them back something. I suggested on one of my shows earlier that the Mets maybe make a trade with the Royals, Jonathan Nice to the Royals for Alex Gordon, which would be a lateral trade. You'd add an outfielder, which you don't have an outfielder, give up something that you have excess of, even though Nice is a good pitcher, but you'd be getting equal value for him. Yeah. I like I like the um, Hamilton. I think he would impact the team like 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 from the start. I think he's a great player. So um, I I just think that's uh, I mean it might like you said it might be he might be a little pricey, but um, I think he would come in and just like you know impact the team right the away. The only problem is he's injury prone, and what you know I think he's better suited in American League where he can end up eventually becoming a DH. I yeah. wouldn't sign him long term. Yeah, I don't think it would be a terrible. Uh, it's not uh, terrible. It, it, it's it would be, uh, but I'm just he's saying. Very I, durable. I, I, <laughs> I, I I could totally see that would be a good rally cry for the Mets, but I think he's a Ameri- uh, American League player. All right, well yeah. that's ending no, the that. ending the conversation now because we're out of time. But Whoa. I want to thank Boy Meets Machine for coming to the show today. I want to thank Tito Landrum, and uh, yeah, we're gonna get back into it next week. Passball Show on PR Radio Network. See you on the other side. See ya.